Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Winging It. Thank you, as always, for stopping by, for hanging out with us, for talking football. We just had an amazing, super wild card weekend. Holy guacamole. Still recovering from a lot of exciting football. Uh, A lot of bad food choices, too. A lot of a lot of appetizers was was eaten. A lot of beer was drank. <laughs> oh, tell 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 me what? So wait, you had you had bad appetizers? No, just like my my dietary uh, consumption was not I... healthy at all this weekend. It was some frozen pizzas. <laughs> Listen, January came in, had made the resolution, ate clean for two weeks. Back on my BS on the on the fourteenth for Super Wildcard Weekend. How could you not? That's why I said holy guacamole. Uh, <laughs> avocado is a is a superfood, and yes. it was super wild card weekend. Ho-ho, bringing a full circle. Ali, very happy to have you back this week. We missed you like crazy last week. Um, how are you? What's going on? Give me, if you could describe this past weekend in one word, what would it be? Well, well, thank you, thank you for uh, for for your for your wonderful welcome. Uh, it was nice to be in Green Bay last week to to see all the heartbreak after the Lions kicked the Packers out of the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's hard to describe this weekend in one word. Uh, you know, perhaps a phrase. I would say best weekend ever. I think this yes. weekend might go down in the history books. That. <laughs> And that's so fun. I obviously we 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 share a, a group chat and it's very eagle centric. However, this past weekend we did not have Eagles football. I would just glance at this chat every <laughs> half hour and you know, it's like the first quarter of the game and you both are just like, "Oh, this is terrible. This is this game's over." And then like literally two quarters later, "Best weekend ever. I can't believe this is happening." <laughs> You guys were like, it was like straight out of Step Brothers. Like, did we just become best friends? You know what I think we should do? We should start a Discord for this podcast. We have we have enough listeners that I think we could probably make it pretty funny. So reach out to us, anyone that's listening. If you think we should start a Discord and you guys can get in on some of these group chats, I think we'd love to have you. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Well, whichever one of you two want to run that, by all means, because I'm bad enough at responding to text messages, let alone an entire new form of communication. Guys, let's get into it. We're going to be playing the Giants next weekend. I think all in all, personally, this was the best outcome that the yep. Eagles could have asked for. Last night, we saw the Cowboys and the Bucks. I think going into this weekend, actually, I, I honestly, I don't know about you guys. I thought the Giants were going to win this past weekend. I, I know Me that too. it was like the, the, the Vikings were a very slight favorite, but the Vikings were never scaring anybody. And sure enough. 
one and done. They're out. So, yeah, man, like, did you were you guys surprised, I guess, by any of the outcomes this weekend? Yeah. Why don't we actually just go through the games in order and kind of just give like our our little, you know, blurb about it. Then we'll get into what's upcoming this weekend. So so the first game, the Seahawks and the 49ers and boy, was that close at the beginning? I mean, the Seahawks went into the half with the lead and then the 49ers just absolutely blew the top off of it next um, uh, in the second half. Gotta say, I'm 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 a little bit surprised that Brock Purdy has some longevity in this league. How, how much? Right. How many games have they won? Eleven straight. Um, I think six with him. I think he's won six straight, which but is I, all but six I, of but, his starts. Yeah, I mean, but that's insane. And like his mm-hmm. stats, he threw for three or four touchdowns over three hundred yards. And I mean, say what you will, but these were not dink and dunk throws. These were like 10, 15, 20 yard passes down the middle. Brock Purdy looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I he he's he's yeah, honestly he's he's an illustration of no matter what you do in college, when you get to the pros, you never really know how yeah. well a guy is going to do until you actually put him in a game time situation like that. I mean, we've yeah. seen Heisman trophy winners just put up eggs, just stinkers when they go into the NFL. And then examples like Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant come in and just like making some pretty elite throws, right? Like we were joking around saying like, oh, you know, the way he handed off the ball to Christian McCaffrey was so elite. But like some (laughs) of his throws are in such tight windows, like you got to give the guy credit. Even Jalen Hurts being drafted as a second rounder, which which was a surprise at the time, considering we had Carson Wentz. Um, And I don't think that we expected Hurts to... I don't know. I don't we we didn't expect much out of him especially at first. And now you're looking at Brock Purdy who steps in and like really has kind of taken control of this job since day 1. Um you know, look how long that it's taken Jalen Hurts to get to the point that he's at. So it, it, what I'm trying to say is it makes it more impressive that we're already seeing this kind of level of production out of Brock Purdy. Can he continue? I don't know. Uh, I like I still want to see the the 49ers have to be in a game where they're playing from behind. I mean, you might yeah. have to refresh my memory, but I know in the first half the game was close with the Seahawks, but was there a point where they were yeah, really they, they were losing trailing? at the half. They were losing at the half, I think by one point. I want to say it was like 17 16 yep. or something like that. I, okay. I maybe I may be a little bit off, so you um, are exactly right, Alex. Wow. Look at you. Rain I, mean, I, was, man. I was wired in. I was wired in, man. It was the best weekend ever. How could I not watch Hell it? Yeah. Best weekend ever. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, Drew, but even- I, I won't I won't go as far as to say that he's on the level of of sort of progression as Jalen Hurts. He's doing some amazing things given the fact that he was the last pick of the draft, but I, I can't form an opinion on on how elite this guy is with the system that he's in. I mean, he's got yeah. Debo Samuel, IU, Christian McCaffrey. That defense is arguably the top defense in the NFL. It's it's really easy to perform. I'm not an NFL quarterback, nor would I say playing an NFL quarterback is easy. But mm-hmm. under the circumstances that NFL quarterbacks have, I think it's easy. It should be easy to excel in an environment like that. And and one thing, even though I did say that he, I mean, he is playing exceptionally well. There is no denying that Brock Purdy is playing way better than anyone expected. And if you are, if if you are not on board with that, then you obviously have not been watching any of the games. One thing I will call out, though, when we talk about the system. He's not making throws that are in tight windows. These guys are open. 
Like they are, they they are, they are. Did one open. of you? Did one of you just say before that he was throwing the ball in tight windows? No, I said they threw the ball down the field. I said that these aren't dink and dunks. Like he is throwing the ball down the field. So these are 10, 15 he, yard passes. But but nobody's around these wide receivers because of the system that's making them so wide open. Does that make sense, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, no, I, that makes total sense. I thought somebody said how he was squeezing the ball in tight windows. No, I, I said I I said he's making elite throws just because he's able to stand in the pocket and take hits and still be able to deliver the football. Like that's as a difficult. rookie, as a rookie, right. sure, and and regardless i mean like you throw for 332 and three touchdowns zero interceptions i mean that's a great day at the office and just to just kind of make my point a little bit clearer from before like by no means do i expect brock purdy to to like be on jalen hurts's level right now what i'm saying is like we waited for jalen hurts to get to where he is now and so for san fran to just really have to put this guy in in an emergency situation and he's already guiding this team to victories already putting a whooping on the first round of the playoffs um it's really nobody nobody could have ever ever seen this coming so yeah 49ers are scary and i do gotta say though on the other side of the ball if you're a seattle seahawks fan man you guys must be so happy right now geno smith there's no way he doesn't win comeback player of the year award um i mean this dude had a stellar year you go in as a backup. You think you're rebuilding because your franchise quarterback got traded and they have so much draft capital upcoming for what they got for Russell Wilson. And you made the playoffs. Like, hats off, Seattle. Like, I don't know if you found your guy or not, but, like, you have a bright future ahead. And, like, I'm just so pumped for a comeback story. Like, Geno Smith, you guys know me. I love the stories of, like, the guy that wasn't given a shot, come back, worked his way back up and and in there, you know, like the – even though Heineke didn't really work out, but like seeing like, you know, just just some of these other guys that just got a second chance and, and did it. So, uh, man, if you're if you're a Seahawks fan, like congratulations on a wonderful season. I'm, I'm, I'm sure as heck uh, I'm sure you weren't expecting what uh, what the outcome was this year. Congratulations on your first round exit and potentially mediocrity for the next. Well, you, you did say that they do have some draft picks, which they we're very fortunate to, to trade Russell, uh, Russell Wilson and get those picks in return. I guess what I'm thinking as, you know, when I think Seahawks, I think great receivers, I think of Lockett and, and DK Metcalf. I'm not sure what their contract situations are, but being that they've been in the league for a while, I got to think that the window for Seattle is sooner than it is later. And if you're rebuilding, I don't know if Geno Smith is going to be young enough to be part of that, I guess is really what I'm, what I'm wondering. So, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. We shall Uh, see. Well, the second game that day, the chargers and the Jaguars, I don't know about you guys, but I was rooting for my boy, Dougie P the whole time. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence came out. Was it you drew that said that he threw more passes to the defense and their own guys by like the end of the first quarter. It was like something like that. It was something insane. It was like four interceptions in the first half. Absolutely atrocious. Looked like the game was all but lost. Um, there's actually a story that at halftime, I think I think it was like 27-3 or it was like something like really low. Somebody put a $1.4 million bet on the Chargers to win the game. But because the Chargers were so far ahead, the $1.4 million bet would have only paid $11,000. <laughs> And if you saw the end of the game, the Jacksonville Jaguars won in 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 absolutely incredibly coached fourth quarter. I mean, I can't get over about how great the play calling was. Ended up losing. Could you imagine losing one point four million dollars and risking it for eleven thousand? It's almost just like, oh, I got this money. I'm going to throw it on something safe. <laughs> when 
When I, I, I admittedly, I, I enjoyed Mike Missinelli. Uh, I know he's, he can be a, a little bit of a hit or miss with, with people, but he used to call it a shoebox bet. And mm-hmm. any time that he just saw a game where it's like, there is no way that this doesn't win, that's like you, you, you pull the shoebox out from under the bed with all the savings, all that extra money you have, and you just put it all. And like, yeah, you're, you're risking a ton of money to win not so much in comparison, but like it did seem like almost a sure thing to win even 11 yeah. grand and right. how I can't even begin to imagine how, what that feels like. But even just to be a Chargers fan, as it probably feels yeah. just as bad as that in general. Guys, I don't know. I think the Chargers are just one of those franchises that, you know, I don't, I don't like throwing like saying franchises are cursed, but they are a franchise that is allergic to winning. And, was it last year that they screwed themselves out of making the playoffs? It was them and the Raiders <laughs> yeah. on the final game of the season. And it, I want to say that maybe they had timeouts and they didn't use them and they let the game go to overtime where they lost. Is that what no, happened? So, so they, if the game had ended in a tie, the Raiders and the Chargers would have made the playoffs. And I think the Raiders were perfectly content with letting it oh, end in yeah. a tie. And then they ended up taking a timeout after Derek Carr took an, I think he took a knee to like sort of run the clock out. And as soon as the Chargers took a timeout, the Raiders were like, oh, you want to play that game? Got it. So they drove like a few more yards and then kicked the game-winning field goal to kick him out. Exactly. So here is where I look at a guy like Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers, who there, there's no way that guy... I don't is has he been fired yet? I don't I don't think I got news that he's been fired, but there's no way that he sticks around after blowing this completely embarrassing game against the Jaguars. Um, This is where I kind of have questions like let's go back to Brock Purdy here for a second, because you have a team in the Chargers that has Justin Herbert at quarterback. You have well, I know Mike Williams was out, but you have Keenan Allen, you have Austin Eckler, you have these great offensive players, but the franchise as a whole still can't get it done. So at a point, I do think that coaching plays a large role. And I think that's where you can look at the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is a damn good coach. And Brandon Staley is going to be on the streets after this. How does how do you let that happen? I just heard my own echo and it's, yeah. I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty pathetic. And then you also have just like some elite talent on the defensive side of the ball too. Joey Bosa getting uh, frustrated, throwing his, his helmets, causing a, a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, which yep. resulted in Jacksonville going for two with like the coolest looking dive from, from uh, Trevor Lawrence. Funny thing, Doug was actually asked about that, saying, we're going to go for a two. And he said, probably not, but the penalty kind of changed my mind, right? And that's what happens like when you're just getting frustrated. There's no discipline. Um, and you see that happening all the time. Um, but, man, I just got to say, Jacksonville, I'm, I'm so happy. They love Doug. There, there's no way that after that they, they just don't absolutely adore him. How did they start? Didn't they start their season just like – Owen four like, it was like something it, it was like something pathetic, right? Yeah, slow start. Yeah. I think they were like two and six. They ended up before they started winning, it was two and seven. Yeah, I mean it's it's just awesome. Trevor Lawrence looked locked in that second half. First half looked absolutely awful. So they dude, uh, yeah, talk about they, a talk about a short term memory. The guy like had amnesia, right? <laughs> like he just yeah. completely forgot what happened in that first half. 
Yeah. Oh, you know what? This I actually forgot about this, but as I'm looking at their schedule, they played at the Chargers week three and beat them 38 to 10 there. I don't remember what mm. the exact dynamic was. Maybe Herbert. I remember he did have like a rib injury at some point, so that might have went into effect, but that is that is surprising. Um, I, <laughs> I have to ask you guys, I heard Doug, uh, Doug Peterson doing the press conference afterwards, and one thing I will never miss is... Doug Peterson speaking to the media. He is so bad at it. And I don't care how much of people love uncle Doug and like the guys love him. That guy sucks at press conferences, sucks, sucks at press conferences. <laughs> I hate listening to that guy talk. All right. Why? Yeah. What's, yeah. What's so bad especially, about him? especially like our guy that talks about fertilizing, you know, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, you, you got to plant the seeds and you got to, you got to put water on it. Sometimes you're going to have a bad game. That's just a fertilizer. That's just, a, so I, I don't really know. Maybe we just have a little track record here. Maybe that's like part of the, I'm not even saying one interview process. It's like, <laughs> give me the weirdest analogy ever you can think of. And Actually, go. you're hey, spot on hey, right there hey. because yeah, Andy Reid sucked. Sirianni also sucks. So it's not even like comparing one to the other. I'm just, I was just stating like great visor guys, all, all, all great, great visor. visors. None of them. They all need advisors to help them go through these freaking press conferences. It's just <laughs> like, they just give the Doug most Peterson. Oh, you know, what's, the guys, what's uh, up with the guys, uh, the guys that they just, they did a great job, you know? Uh, I mean, the guys, it's just the guys, uh, you know, Doug um, Peterson has this nose whistle. Have you ever heard his like nose whistle? It sounds like he's <laughs> too close to the mic. <laughs> yeah. Our guys did what they needed to do. I don't know. He has like this really like weird nose whistle. I always hear him. You have a good nose whistle too. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've been told. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. Uh, we've, we've killed a lot of time on here. Uh, next game um, was the one o'clock game against the Dolphins and Bills. I don't think anybody would have guessed that Skylar Thompson almost beats Josh Allen, and it was a three-point game. This was the biggest postseason spread I think in playoff history. It was a 14-point spread, and the Dolphins almost pulled it off by what seems like Josh Allen and that offense, that high-power offense, were just imploding. Big turnovers, interceptions. It was it was really bad to watch because Skylar Thompson couldn't get anything done. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were dropping balls. I think Jalen Waddle was out most of the game with like an injury, and he kept like getting like nursed back in and then hit again. Um Really quick, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this game because it's, it's an AFC team and, and we got bigger things to talk about. But are the are are, are the Bills like going to lose it? Like, are they going to go all the way? Like, I, I, I don't think they think just so, went man. down on everyone's. I think they just went down on everyone's rankings. Honestly, I think you know th- this might be a little a little hyperbolic, but honestly, I think I think the Bills are frauds, man. I, they're not. They're not a top tier team in the in the same manner in the AFC that I think of like Kansas City. Whenever Patrick Mahomes has the ball, I know that team's got a chance. And sure they've got a very high powered offense, but throughout this season you've seen Josh Allen turn into 2018 Josh Allen where you're he's making throws and you're just like, "What? What were you yeah. looking at? Why would you just yeah. throw that in there?" And it's like this I'm I'm this big strong man. I'm going to try to muscle this ball into this tight window and it costs his team I mean, frankly, it's what happened in the Vikings game this season, right? Like he he took way too many risks, and at the end of the game, it ended up costing him. Yeah, and I think because he's made those plays before. Sorry, Drew, I hopped in on your time. Um, I think that he's doing the um, he 
he looks like a more disciplined Carson once that's trying to play hero ball because he's made those plays once in a while. And I remember that that season where we were like four and thirteen or whatever, and Carson just kept trying to make these heroic throws because he has made them before, but he's forcing them. And you see that with Josh Allen. You see the big the big winds up and the cameras panning out. It's going down the field, and that's like there's no one there. The guy's in triple coverage. Like, what are you thinking, Josh? Go ahead, Drew. When the Bills are on their A game, I think that they are the best team in in the in in the NFL. They are they're not a perfect football team, but when they're when they're clicking, they are incredible. They're 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 so good, and that goes for Josh Allen. I when he is playing at the top of his game, he might be the best player in the entire NFL. And I think usually the team with the best player usually has the best chance of winning. Um, I think that I think that the Bills are going to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm still sticking wow, with that. Okay. Um, I think everybody has every reason to think that it should be the Chiefs. Um, but the Bills, you know, the Bills beat the Chiefs earlier this year. The The Bengals have beat the Chiefs three straight times. So I, I guess I'm making a link where it's like maybe these teams that have success against the Chiefs can kind of continue to 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 build off of that, or it's not like people have these fluky wins and then they're unable to beat them again. Um, but just like we saw in the playoffs last year with that, with that Kansas city and Buffalo game, it could literally just come down to whoever has the ball last. And I think that's how a lot of these games work. So it's going to come down to whatever team is, is minimizing turnovers and has the ball in their hand with the game on the line at the end. And I still think the bills are, are still primed to make the Super Bowl. So I'm going to stick yeah. with it. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I think that's a good point, Andrew. Uh, good teams always find a way to win, even when it doesn't look pretty and it's not blowing them out all the time, right? So I think, I mean, at the end of the time, at the end of the day with all the turnovers and fumbles and whatever, they, they still won, right? And that's that's right. that that's it. Um, let's talk about the Giants and Viking games last um, because that's going to be a good precursor going into the weekend. Ravens-Bengals game, I think, went, you know, as expected, I, I was surprised at how well Tyler Huntley did. Um, but that turnover on at the one yard line for a 90 was a 98 yard return by a D lineman on the Bengals. Big boy. Um, yep. Man, like that game could have been crazy. That would have been wild to see a backup quarterback in the Ravens going on uh, to, to, to beat the Bengals. But uh, they did get it done, but not a not a clean game by either team. I can't get a read on the Bengals either, to I be know. honest. They're, they're kind of like the Bills in that sense where they have such a high-powered offense that can score when they're clicking. And the defense, I think the Bills probably have a slightly better defense than the Bengals do. But you got Joe Burrow. You got Jamar Chase. You got T. Higgins. You, you, you have elite talent that, it's again, it's minimizing turnovers and the reason that they won that game literally the reason is because they were able to force that turnover on the one or two yard line which is a fluky play and take it back to the house i'm very grateful for it i had the bengals money line in quite a few parlays and i was sweating that one out (laughs) so um we live on another day but uh but yeah ali what are your thoughts yeah yeah you know not much to add based on everything you just said right like it's it's a perfect example of how one play can change the entire game and in that game it was you know it ended the Ravens season unfortunately yeah no great great game to watch um I'm a little bit with you Drew the media loves Cincinnati and I'm just I'm like why you know like I still think I I think it's the Chiefs 
49ers, Eagles, and Bills. Like I think those are the four teams. I think Bills at the bottom of that list. I don't really include Cincinnati in there, but if they get to a path where they're playing the Chiefs, like the Chiefs just can't beat the Bengals. It's hilarious. They they just can't do it. So anything <laughs> could happen, man. Um, I then, just hate I hate the cigar gimmick with Joe Burrow. Honestly, <laughs> I just I don't get that. I don't. Ah, he's I, so I think cool, it's just man. a gimmick I don't right know. now. Yeah. Well, is yeah. it a Cincinnati thing? Because there was they they went to a player in the stands that was like had the stogie, and I didn't know. Like, I don't want to be, uh, you know, an uneducated fan here and not know if there's like a Cincinnati thing. Yeah, he did at LSU. Yeah, he did at LSU. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, all right, and then last night's game, uh, man, I, I think I think we all kind of knew what was going to happen. Cowboys, Bucks. Um, <laughs> You know, for dude, it was like four drives went, and it was like one minute was taken off the clock. It was an awful start to a game. Tom Brady just just looked really, really, really bad. And I, I do got to say that Dak Prescott actually looked pretty good. But I actually learned a pretty interesting fact today about the Bucks' pass defense that just really made me think that like San Francisco is going to mop the floor with Dak <laughs> Prescott's head. The, the the Tampa Bay pass defense is ranked 22nd in the league, so the bottom quarter worst in the league. You also have to understand that they are sharing a division with Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, or Taysom Hill, or whatever quarterback that they have, and P.J. Walker, and a Baker Mayfield that had to quit halfway through the season. And they play those teams twice, and out of all those bad quarterbacks they play multiple times for the season, they're still ranked that low in pass defense. So to see Dak Prescott put up, you know, I'm not going to lie. He, he had a very good performance. It's like every time he went down the ball, down the field, there, there was someone there. Um, but it, it just shows. I, Tampa's fading. They had no business being in the playoffs. It was a technicality because they technically won their division with the losing record. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think that the San Francisco 49ers are absolutely going to mop the floor with them. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that, that game was not fun to watch yesterday. It was like, you know, it's a bad game when the Cowboys are winning 24 nothing, and all we're doing is celebrating every time Brett Maher misses an extra point. Like it's, <laughs> That had to be another record, man. That was wild. What was that? Is that just the yips? Like, how do you miss four extra points? Like, he looked so defeated. Like, I thought he was going to cry after he missed the fourth one. Should. Yeah, I mean, and then that fourth you know down not letting play. Him, when, you, you know his boarding it, pass ain't working to get on the plane right now. <laughs> Why is this not working? What's what's going on? There's a there's a fourth down play where Mike McCarthy, like he starts running out on the field. Maher starts running out on the field. And Mike McCarthy's like, nope, we're going for this. I don't trust you. Um, <laughs> speaking, when, when you were talking about the uh, the stats here, Tampa Bay actually has the worst home third down defense in the league. Wow. That's a very specific stat, too. Tampa Bay is also the, they're dead last in rush yards, and that's because Tom Brady, like last night, threw the ball 66 times. Like, it just, they have looked so lost this entire year, and you talk about dink and dunk, there is nothing downfield. I mean, maybe a couple targets to, to Evans here and there, but it's it's Rashad White, little dump off to the running back. It's using the, you know, two or three tight ends. It's disgusting. And... Yeah. I, I think that everyone probably thought that maybe there was a chance of some sort of old Tom Brady magics figuring something out, finding it at the right time in the playoffs, but it was just as bad. It was just as advertised. It was exactly what we've seen this entire season. The Cowboys, on the other hand, 
just got embarrassed by the commanders the week before. I think that was probably the best thing that could have happened to them. Um, they started off slow, but they looked good last night. Tony Pollard is good. Zeke? No. Zeke's cooked. Tony Pollard is good. CD Lamb yeah. is good. Dalton Schultz is good. Dak? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> he, he looked great last night, but he also does stupid things. So again, I think it's it's going to continue to come down to the turnover battle. I I think well, I don't I don't know if we're getting ready for predictions, but I I'm feeling Eagles Cowboys NFC Championship. I really am. And I'm happy because I think that the Cowboys have a much better chance of beating the 49ers than uh than the Vikings. I, 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 I don't disagree that I want that as an outcome, but I wholeheartedly disagree that the Dallas Cowboys have even the slightest bit to, to, to beat the 49ers. For, first off, they got home this morning at like 4 a.m., so they lost all day, and they have to travel to California on a short week already. So that puts them at a pretty big disadvantage with the 49ers at home um, I thought the game was originally slated for Saturday, so I guess I guess that does help. But the Forty Niners are still going to get extra extra time. But I I the the Forty uh, ers defense is just going to be too good. They're going to get to Dak. There's no way. There's no way that I I, I think it's going to be a very 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 poor performance from them. And this is kind of like the story. Like good quarterbacks. Like Dak, like I don't think he's great. I don't think he's elite. Like he's good. They bounce back from really bad losses like that. But very seldomly is he having week over week over week of like top tier performance. It's just not who he is. Like we all think he's a fraud. Um, and the best thing I think Dallas can do is pay him and extend his contract so he continues to stay in the NFC East. But I just I don't see it happening. I think it's going to be a bloodbath in Santa Clara. Well. I will say it looks like the NFL tends to agree with you, Alex. Well, just to give you a real quick update of, of the, the remaining teams, uh, the power rankings uh, that were listed earlier today. So they do have the 49ers as the number one team. And to me, that's sounding much like because the NFC has the easiest road. I think that it's it's really tough right now to, to decipher between the Chiefs and the Bills, even though most would probably lean Chiefs. Um, I, I guess that they see the 49ers as having the weakest competition to go against. Uh, so they have the 49ers as number one. They have Chiefs two, Bills three, Bengals four, Eagles five. I'm like, yeah. oh boy, I'm not happy about that. Eagles- I, can, I can see why they can see Eagles five. Power rankings are on a week-to-week basis. I, I think that makes sense. So they're still thinking, you know, is th- yeah. they're going with the narrative that Jalen's shoulder could still potentially yeah. be an issue. No, and I get that. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Okay. And then they have Cowboys six. Uh, Giants seven and Jaguars. Well, eight. on the contrary, Andrew, I'm sitting here saying that you're agreeing with me, and I'm actually rebut. <laughs> I actually have my own rebuttal here. That game has the uh, closest spread out of every single matchup coming up this weekend at three and a half points to the 49ers. That is the that is the slimmest margin out of any game that's taking place this weekend. Eagles Cowboys. It's going to happen. I hope you're ready. That's that, all. That's that, all I needed to hear, Alex. That, that Cowboys be, are winning. <laughs> That would be a storybook. That would be an absolute storybook. Um, Ali, sorry, man, you haven't had any time. Yeah, no, I mean, it, and let's not let's not forget the fact that four teams remain. Three are NFC East teams. Yes, and then sir. if we go into the Eagles Cowboys NFC Championship game, I think it's just going to illustrate the NFC East dominance in this league this year. 
Yeah. Which is so weird to think because if you have a, a, a conference with Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Daniel Jones, you're not thinking that that's going to host the NFC Championship. Unreal. I don't, Quick question I don't know, man. before I, we move I, on. I, Bef- yeah, go ahead, Ali. No, I was just going to say, like, I, you know, obviously they're the enemy this week, but I can't help but have a ton of respect for Brian Dayball. Right, the guy, it's his first mm-hmm. year and what he's done with that franchise. And frankly, I mean, Daniel Jones... I wrote him off like he was like he was kind of a meme to me. Right. Remember that play that he had when he when he like basically busted down the field and just like tripped over his own shoelaces and at the link. Yep. Like the guy was just comical to me. And the fact that Brian Dayball was able to come in and like restore this guy's confidence. Like, yeah, I've, I've got some respect for the guy. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it. I mean, I think he's good. <laughs> I know when Jason Avant was on here, he's finally like, let's let's just get right into it. D- Daniel Jones had three games this year that were he was at his absolute best and two of those were against the minnesota vikings the minnesota vikings are woefully bad on here and looking at the record like they were three five and one uh the the giants were on their last nine games this this is just an underdog story a team that beat the fraudulent Vikings, who I think the majority of the league would say that they are frauds against a woefully bad defense. I, I think Dabble can win coach of the year. I think it's great. The The Giants were 3-14 and 14 last year. Like They made big strides. I am all for them extending Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Do it what you can. But like the... He wins one game and he and he and he's Joe Montana. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I I don't understand why everyone's so high on him this week. They haven't been high on him all year. It's like you said, Alex. They went against the Minnesota Vikings last week. The Vikings are the worst team at defending the pass in all of football. They will make every receiver look good. So when you have guys named Isaiah Hodgins or Richie James or a tight end named Daniel Bellinger, they're all gonna look like people who are much better than what they actually are. As I'm reading these names, I am kind of getting some trauma of when we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the early 2000s, and I'm thinking of like Joe Jaravicious, and I can't mm. remember some of the other receivers, but there's no way in hell that we're losing to a bunch of no-name receivers. No. This is this is a completely different team that the, that the Giants are about to see. And look, like we have basically one game that we got to see this year where it was, you know, the last game of the year that Alex, you and I went to, and they, they had Davis Cobb, Davis Webb, some whatever sounds like yeah. a golf name. Um, and golf name. they didn't have Saquon. So it's like we can't take anything from that game. Daniel Jones looked great this past weekend. They used the crap out of him in the run game. He ran 17 times. Yep. I'm sorry, but that has to have some kind of aftermath. There has to be some kind of lingering. You know, you're not you're not feeling 100 percent after you run the ball 17 times in a playoff game. Um, Ali, what are your what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I mean, do I think it's going to be the same game that we played uh, in Week 18? No, right? Like, I, I think we went in with a very woefully conservative game plan to make sure that Jalen Hurts didn't get injured, that no one got injured. We were just wanting to make sure that we got into the to the one seed in the safest possible manner. And I think this is where Nick Sirianni is going to sort of place – expletive on the table and basically you know show that he belongs here and show like why we are the number one team in the nfc i i can't wait to see 
Jalen Hurts go off this weekend. I think it's going to be a monster, monster game. He's going to throw it. He's going to run it. I think he's going to put his body on the line and show people why he was a front runner for the MVP this year. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I feel like I'm usually pretty like cautiously optimistic. Uh, I predicted out of you know us three that that made a uh, prediction on the season we'd have the most amount of losses like i'm i'm always the one that's trying to be level-headed unless i get on my high horse like oh they're not even going to score a touchdown our defense is going to stop them (laughs) you know sometimes i do that the the giants are not winning this game like they are they are not even getting close to a w this year And, and and the three reasons really why are like the first they've already exceeded expectations this year just like you said it perfectly, Andrew, they sacrificed mind, body, and Daniel Jones last week to get out there victorious and do everything that they needed to do. They are in no way expecting to do this two two weeks in a row. It, it's it's all house money now. It, it's it's all house money. We're going to see a whole bunch of trick plays, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Like they tried pulling with us last week when like they like. There's no way. There's no way that they're going to do this. The second one is like I already mentioned. Daniel Jones's best performance this year has been against the Vikings and the Vikings only except that Colts game. That's it. That's it. He's really, really good against bad teams. Congratulations, Daniel Jones. You're nothing special, and I hope you extend your contract. And the third thing is going to be is the Giants blitz more than any league, more than any team in the league at about 50% of their plays on defense are blitzes. We have the best offensive line in football, and two of their starters, Ojolari and Pinion, are out this week. There is no way, there is no way we are going to lose this game, and we are going to the NFC Championship game. No way. Mark it here first. When we played the Giants the first time this season, we at one point were up 48-14 to in that yes. game. That yes. was in New York. That was Saquon and Daniel Jones and Aaron Sifos with the crazy stuff and the drop kick. Like that, that was a regular. What? 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 Do you do you know Do you know who led them in rushing that game? Their backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, led them in rushing that game. Saquon Barkley, I, historically, the guy has not done much against the Eagles. He ran nine. He had nine carries for twenty eight that that game uh, that we smoked them. On the other side, or on the other hand. Miles Sanders had one of his best games of the season. And again, it's like, look, he ran 17 times for 144 and had two touchdowns. That that was a Miles Sanders game. Jalen Hurts still played great. He went, you know, he had about a 67% completion percentage, threw for just over 200 and had two touchdowns without any turnovers. That's a quiet day at the office for Jalen. But like when you have all of these different ways that you can get it done, and especially when you're going against a team that blitzes, you have a running back that can find the seam and beat the blitz, or you have a quarterback that can escape the blitz and find an open receiver. I'm excited for this game, guys. Again, this was like, this was, this was a dream scenario. This is why you, you bust your tail to get the number one seed, not only to get the buy, but now you have the advantage of playing the worst team that remains in our conference. Let's freaking do this guys. And Ali made an awesome statement today in, in our group chat. I wanted to tell you guys. So we're looking at the injury report today. We saw Lane Johnson was a was a participant in practice today, which is great. That's you know, huge. one name we didn't see on there, Joshua Perspiration. We have our whole in, entire defensive line intact heading into this game. The only thing we need to do on defense is just if Daniel Jones is going to try to run, whatever – just, just stop Saquon, stop the short screen passes to Saquon exactly like we did when we were there in the Meadowlands last time. 
That's the key to the game. Just make sure Saquon doesn't break big. Force Daniel Jones to throw because it's going to be a bloodbath for him this 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 Saturday. Like I'm expecting, yeah. I'm expecting two or three possession point win here. And I hope so because it very much feels like a game where it's it you can't you have to force Daniel Jones to throw the ball. Like if they're I, I'm 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 trying to censor myself because I I don't want to say if they're going to beat you, let them beat you this way. But just for you know the sake of the conversation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you much rather lose a game by their quarterback earning it through the air. Like we lost that game to Washington earlier this season because we, for whatever reason, let them run all over us. They didn't have a quarterback and that anybody should be afraid of. Times. And we and turned we, it over. Yeah. So that's. I, that is that is priority number one. Don't sure. turn the ball over. Don't beat yourself. I totally Ali, agree we're, we're taking up all your all your airtime tonight. I'm <laughs> sorry, man. I, we're very excited. If you can't tell, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what's what scares me the most about this game is I, I agree, right? There's no way we're losing this game. But just when you say that, the other <laughs> team starts playing with house money, and it's it's a crapshoot at that point. There's no way we should have lost against the Saints. Our defense actually didn't play that poorly. We gave up 13 points, but I do remember Andy Dalton was like 11 for 11 at the beginning of that game. I think the strength of this defense relies on our defensive line getting to the quarterback and stopping the run, and our corners on the outside covering really well. And if we can't cover, I I start worrying a little bit. If Daniel Jones gets off to a hot start and we're playing this like super soft zone cover defense or we're not pressing up against these these receivers, that this game could quickly turn into a a, a storyline of the Eagles needing to come back versus it being a double-digit score. Like we all think it's going to be, but because we all think it's going to be, I just worry that, hey, the Giants at this point, they're like, what do we have to lose? Yeah, I I, I hear you on that. Um, cause cause you're right. I mean, like, and 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 listen, I mean, the books didn't like the Vikings losing that game. And, you know, I, I think most people, even though I did bet, I actually did bet that the Giants would win that game. Like, like I hear that. I, I think the Saints game was a little bit of a of a outlier there. Um, but then again, you look at other games this year, like the Cardinals, we won on a missed field goal. The Texans, that was like a last minute drive. The Colts, right? That came right. down to like Jalen Hurts doing it at the end. So like anything is possible. But also to like what what Drew was saying is like I think I think Nick is gonna put everything out there. And it's like it's all or nothing. There is no conservative. There is no next week. Like it is like we need to go one and oh right now. We'll figure out next week, like when we get there. I, I I just I can't even fathom about like the Giants being up at all during during not even like seven nothing just to, like start off the game on the first I, I can't even fathom it. <laughs> and I, I do also, you know, just kind of looking at this this previous time that we played them, we we were up twenty one nothing on them. I don't expect to come out with a twenty one nothing lead, but if something like even fourteen nothing, ten nothing, once you start getting up by more than one possession, you're basically forcing the other team to become one dimensional. The Eagles had right. seven sacks last time that they played the Giants, and I feel like they are at their best defensively when they know the other team ain't running. It's like you're you're, you're able to just apply pressure. You're like I said, you're making them one dimensional. You're making things so much easier for you. So if 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 the Eagles can really figure out a way to just start hot and, and try to get out to like a ten point lead early, I think that they're going to be okay. If it stays within one possession, 
then it could get a little hairy and I could see us in some tough third down situations where we're biting our nails, hoping that they don't convert. So, um, look, I, we, sh- we have nothing to be afraid of other than, other than fear itself, but no, other than <laughs> yes, just, just fluky things happening and we've seen it before. So obviously we're, we're a little afraid of that. Yeah, and I mean a rebuttal to my to my own argument, right? If you told me any game this season that the 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 amount of points that our opponent was going to score on offense was 13 points, we would be undefeated. Right? Like it's if if our offense if Jalen Hurts was out there, if we had the production that we needed against the Saints game, we should have won that game hands down. No questions asked. Um but again, I start worrying when you give a team that much of a, a spread difference, like the Dolphins against the Bills. They're like, hey, we've got nothing to lose. We've got this backup quarterback. No one believes in us. It, it's a, it's a story like it's bulletin board material. I'm sure the Giants are are hearing it all week right now saying, oh, no one's giving us a chance this game. So we uh, got to go they're out talking and about it. Oh, they're, they're talking about it. They're basically and it's it's absolutely pathetic. I don't know if, if anyone's seen this, but they, they had a, they had one of their like commentators at the practice facility basically just praising the Eagles and saying, but we're red hot. We still stand a chance. Well, well, this might not happen. And, and we'll probably lose. And like, we don't have AJ Brown or like Devonta Smith or like a front runner for MVP. And, you know, most teams, when you see a, a team three times in a season, they win, but not for the giant. Like, it was just like, dude, like who, who are you rooting for here? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it honestly gives me Minnesota vibes when they're like on the news cast, when they were coming here for the NFC championship and be like, okay, now don't wear your purple outside the stadium. And if we win, be really cool. It's a football game. This is war on the field. What do you think so soft for? I respect his self-awareness. I respect him calling it like people should see Ugh. it. I think I think it's totally okay to have that mindset too. As in, If I'm a Giants fan, that's how I am. I'm oh like, I don't God, expect to win break. this game. I don't... If, Look, you almost look dumber if you're going to pretend like your team is all that. Like, <laughs> true. You have to you have to know that like your quarterback even though he looks better this year, that they have a good coach, like they still aren't an elite team. So anything that you get at this point is is completely icing on the cake. Um it's that's all fine. house money like you've been that's saying. Fine. So that's fine. whatever. All right. That's all right. <laughs> so soft. It's football. Don't let them see it. Don't let them see it. You can feel that way. Just don't let them see it. Yeah. That's funny. All right. What are our score predictions for this weekend? I'm going, I think it's going to be two possessions. I say Eagles 31, Giants 17. I'm going 27-20 in a scary, sweaty game that we will ultimately win, but... I don't think it's going to be domination by, I don't think so. So you like the spread. You like the giants on the spread here. Seven and a half. Yeah. Like I could, yeah, it's going to be like, I, I can see it being right on that seven or eight point kind of fringe. I don't actually think this is what's going to happen, but I'm really superstitious. And when we were predicting the Titans game, I predicted that it was going to be a, uh, a, pretty close score and we ended up blowing him out so on that <laughs> vein because i am superstitious i'm gonna call this game 27 24 birds cool. i'm not superstitious but i am a little stitious 
So if we move on, I think we all want a Dallas Eagles NFC Championship game. How sick would that be in Philadelphia fighting to go for a chance at the Super Bowl? Dak, Jalen, the narratives have been there all season long. Um, who do you guys think? Like, if you had to pick, right? So let's assume that we win on on Saturday and we head to the NFC Championship. Who would you rather see? A San Francisco team that we don't have a lot on. They don't have a lot on us, right? It's it's kind of like going to be feeling each other out and 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 really preparing for that. Or this bitter rivalry storybook narrative that's been going on all season. But you know, they put up you know over forty points on us last time. Like, who would you rather see? Oh, it's selfishly it's the Cowboys. Yeah. Ahead, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Selfishly, it's the Cowboys. Um, however, I would not mind if we see the 49ers and beat them in the NFC championship game because everyone's been talking about how the 49ers are the most dangerous team. The one that's that's most likely to, to you know, decrown the Eagles from the top spot of the NFC. So it'd be nice to be able to to beat them, to show the world basically that, yeah, you know, we deserve that top spot and we deserve to be in the Super Bowl. It has got to be a tough task for the Cowboys to beat the 49ers and then also beat the Eagles. So their road to getting to the Super Bowl, it's just very like their chances are very slim because you have to go on the road against both of those teams. Um, I have a kind of like a base level of confidence with the Eagles making it to the Super Bowl because I know that we have home field locked up, which is just, which is monstrous. Um, talent wise, I still think that we're, we're, we're still probably, I, it's so hard, but th- between us and the 49ers, because they do have an elite defense and they do have so many star players on that offense. But I, I just keep coming back to the quarterback and this, this team, this Eagles team more than any other team just has, has everything going for them. And if, if, we're just hanging our faith on Jalen's shoulder, which I feel like is what we're doing. I don't know. Like, I think he's okay. I think we're okay. I would rather see the Cowboys. I think it would be so fun for the city. And I think like we've been talking about when, when we played the Cowboys the first time they had uh, the the redhead uh, uh, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper Cooper rush. And then the second time, you know, we go there and we have Gardner. So this sets up perfectly for us both to have our starters. There's no excuses. And it's for going to the Super Bowl. Oh God. Yeah. I can't believe how close we are. I just, you know, talking about hindsight at the beginning of the season to say, you know, our goals against the playoffs to win one game did not think we would. Jalen Hurts would be, was it 14 and one? And, it's it's like, just it's it's just insane. It's it's, it's also, so yeah. insane. It's so insane. As we're talking, like guys, have we had a meaningful? Like, I feel like it's been so long since we've had like an actual meaningful football game coming up, or a game that we were looking forward to, where it's like we have our our squad. Like we we went through that last month of the season where you ha- we had our backup quarterback, and then when the backup quarterback comes back, we're going against another team's second team. So like none of these games have felt like the real thing. Yeah. I feel like we've been so far removed from like right. a real football game. Like yeah. we're finally back at it. Two weekends until the NFC Championship, and I I one hundred percent expect us to be there. So hopefully this next podcast mm. we'll be talking about Super Bowl aspirations and what that looks like and what we hope to do. It's going to be really exciting. 
how do you uh, how words. do you, how do you guys feel like this game is gonna is gonna turn out from a from an offensive game plan standpoint? You think this is gonna be a throw the rock down the field type of game, or is it gonna be a Miles Sanders heavy game? Uh, what do I hope or what do I think? <laughs> what do you think? I think it's gonna be a throw the ball down the field. Jalen Hurts is gonna run a ridiculous amount of yards, and Miles Sanders somehow i don't know how but like finished season like fifth in rush yards it's like i don't even feel like we used him that much right, right. so i i think it's gonna be i think it's just gonna be a typical nick sirianni comes out first five plays of the game are all passes is what it is jalen hurts fighting for for four yards of his legs breaks 100 on rushing i don't know <laughs> yeah i i definitely I feel like we, we shouldn't be shy about running the ball, considering how much success we had doing that when we, you know, when we've played the Giants before. But I, I can't see us getting away from this, like coming out of the game and just just throw, 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 throw. Uh, but I also trust Jalen to read the defense and change things up at the line of scrimmage. Like, I think this team puts a lot of faith in what Jalen sees. And, and there's so much opportunity to to make things happen in in the run game and in the pass game. So uh, I honestly, I don't care, man. Let's just move the football. Let's not get in our own way. Let's not turn the ball over and let's not let Daniel Jones beat us. Ugh, and let's not score five field goals like we did last, last game. Yeah, seriously. All right, Ali, send us home. Go on. You deserve it. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. I just wanted to make sure you're good. <laughs> you have my blessing. All right, guys. Uh, it's been real. Season 2, episode 22. It's been like seven weeks for me. I've been having a blast with you guys. <laughs> I've been I've been having a blast talking to our listeners about this podcast. Uh, hopefully next week when we, when we get back, this is going to be, like you said, Alex, Super Bowl aspirations. Go Birds.